I'd love to dig into some of the neurobiology behind kindness, if you can, because you are obviously an expert on this. And what I've heard and, and how I've connected it is that that the kindness piece in our life and inviting kindness and, and acting genuinely with a kind heart and a kind approach can actually offset some of the damaging effects of stress. So that's really what this small act, big impact 21 day kindness challenge is all about. It's dedicated to creating habits of kindness within our schools and communities and, and, uh, and workplaces, because we know that that kindness piece is contagious and reciprocal and that it can reduce the overall symptoms of stress. So I'd love to hear you speak about this a little bit and how important it is not only to develop sort of this kindness mindset, but also the habit that goes along with it. Because it's not, I don't believe that one-off kindness gestures are really the ticket. Yeah, absolutely. And so the neurobiology is really interesting because I say this is natural to humans. Kindness is um, is hardwired in us. So, and again, when you think way back where humans came from, we needed to be um, very tight-knit in our communities. Um, you know, at one point there was no such things as an ambulance or a school or a hospital or any kind of infrastructure. It was just people helping each other and um, being driven to do that uh, biologically and through societal norms. So the human brain actually rewards kindness um, through two different neurochemicals. Um, the first one is uh, what we call the helper's high. Uh, so when we do something that helps someone else, an act of kindness, we get a little hit of dopamine. Um, and dopamine gives us a sense of pleasure immediately. Uh, it gives us that little helper's high and we feel kind of good. We feel we get a little bit lighter in our step. And, uh, you know, I don't know anyone who's helped someone or done something kind and then just feels terrible. Right. right. <laughs> we, we feel good. Um, so there's dopamine and that's the initial drive. Um, and that one also is linked to reward. So people, because it's immediate, they associate kindness with feeling good, which is uh, mother nature's or biology's way to remind us to do this again. Next time you're feeling down or next time you want a little hit of this great feeling, do something nice for someone. Hmm. So that's that immediate reward. And then the secondary reward comes in a cascade response um, uh, over time. And that's where acts of kindness uh, that are cumulative or daily really add up. And that comes from the neurochemical serotonin, uh, which is a happiness kind of chemical, let's say. You know, we use it a lot of the antidepressants are modulated through serotonin. Mm. Um, and that one isn't immediate, but over time, um, you know, that's where we see um, the feeling of not that immediate pleasure, but that feeling of well-being, that feeling of connection, that feeling of groundedness that may come when you are a regular um, contributor to your society and, and your and your community. So it's really profound neurobiology, and that's very simple. Um, I definitely haven't captured all of the complexity of it, but I think it is important to know that um, I say. Uh, kindness and contribution. These are nature's most powerful antidepressant. We are heavily rewarded for these um, with dopamine and serotonin, things that are driving us to remember to do it again, and also maintaining our personal health and well-being. And then along that, we see physical health effects as well. We know people who regularly contribute um, have better heart um, uh, profiles, less heart disease, 
Um, we know that seniors who volunteer um, generally uh, live longer. Some of the studies are showing up to five years longer um, and less rates of infection and flu-like symptoms. So, so there really is an impact both on the mind and the body. That's such a wonderful thing to really dig into. I think it's it's neat because, I mean, we all know that kindness is good, but I think when we understand what it does to our bodies in terms of turning turning some of the negative things sideways and, and even developing this really uh, ingrained change in our brain is how I understand it as well, is this that the more you do it and the longer more long-term it is, the more it changes the actual structure of our brain. Is that correct? Absolutely. And I write prescriptions for all kinds of sleep medications and ADD meds and antidepressants. And I write a prescription for kindness, for contribution, for community on a prescription pad. Wow. And I give it to my patients and I say, I want you to take, do this every day, just like you're just like you may take the medication every day and, and you have to take the med every day for six weeks before we know antidepressants work. Um, very similar. This is a um, activity that has known antidepressant qualities um, and no side effects, right? So that's the good thing. Absolutely. And can you talk a little bit, because this is certainly not my area of expertise, but I've heard about this hormone oxytocin, that connection love hormone. Does that factor in somehow? And, and how does it factor in? So oxytocin, yeah, it's our hormone of bonding and trust. Uh, and it actually gets released uh, when we show empathy. And so it's embedded in, uh, in this concept. So um, it is released by the individual who's showing empathy and the person who's receiving empathy, um, and that bonds them. So, for example, let's say, um, you know, some kids are playing soccer or on the street and uh, a, a teammate gets hurt. Uh, and another teammate will run over to that person and be like, are you okay? Do you want a glass of water? Let me help you up. Um, and they're showing empathy. And what happens in that moment is both of those young people's brains are going to release oxytocin and they are going to have a uh, feeling of well-being, a little bit of that connection and trust and bonding uh, within that act. So oxytocin is kind of an additive, uh, you know, it makes this all even more powerful. Uh, but we do know that it is released um, when we are empathic and we're meant to be empathic. Uh, and uh, that's why it's so powerfully uh, rewarded for us. Thank you for that. Can you speak a little bit to the contagious nature of kindness as it relates perhaps to this concept of mirror neurons? And I know that there's been some sort of you know, differing opinions about about mirror neurons, but can you just talk a little bit about uh, your your professional you know uh, opinion about about that research and science? Yeah, so all humans have mirror mirror neurons, and um, I haven't personally researched mirror neurons. From what I've understood, is um, they are activated when we are um, in social settings uh, to. Uh, drive us towards empathy. So I think an example of what might be in mirror neuron is, uh, let's say you're walking and somebody beside you is about to hit their head on a low, lo low level beam, let's say. <laughs> you're going to duck and you're going to get them to duck, um, meaning you're just going to um, move your, your hand over their head to have them duck. So your behavior 
um, will mirror their behavior or vice versa. Um, and again, that's a, uh, on the outside, you look at that, it's like, oh, that's a nice thing to do. Um, but it's actually uh, driven uh, uh, in, in our subconscious, actually. We're not really choosing to do this. It's, we, we will do it automatically um, because it's hardwired in us. So mirror neurons are activated when people aren't even voluntarily activating them. Uh, so it's, it's a pretty fantastic understanding of uh, what I would say humans, uh, we are very social beings. Um, our brain is highly social. Uh, and that's why I use the metaphor of the dolphin. Yes. They're the only other animal that um, is uh, so social, the real estate area uh, for social connection, empathy, mirror neurons, all of this is very large. Uh, but uh, we've forgotten how to be human. We've forgotten our own humanity. Um, so we, so this is true for uh, many mammal brains uh, and definitely true for humans. 